You're listening to The Leadership Pod, episode 84, six crucial leadership qualities you need to succeed this year. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Cara Ronan. I'm a leadership coach and best-selling video course creator for Business Etiquette 101, Social Skills for Success, and the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. I created this podcast to help you build your brand, visibility, and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. there are a multitude of skills that you will need to succeed. But with changes in business or economic environments, there's usually a specific set of skills that break apart from the rest, a set of skills that become more important for you to develop and cultivate at that time in your leadership journey. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what those skills are for this year. But first, we need to briefly go over what is happening in today's business, economic environment, and the world of work. Because when we understand what is happening around us, then we can easily identify what is required of us as leaders to work and succeed in those new environments. And there are essentially three main shifts that have been happening over the past few years. The first shift is the economic environment. I don't need to talk too much about this to you because I'm sure you're already aware that inflation is at an all-time high globally and interest rates just keep on increasing to try and combat this rising inflation. But let's talk about how this impacts leaders and companies as well. Well, basically, leaders and companies are forced to do more with less. They are forced to cut costs while working to keep the revenue and profits as high as possible. And this has led many companies to fire employees. You've probably noticed this in a lot of the online publication and news stories of the last few months. So teams are getting smaller and leaders have to have the unfortunate and tough conversation to lay people off and ensure the rest of the team remain productive as a result and to make sure the company continues toward a profitable level. So that is the first shift that does impact leaders and also companies as well. The second shift is the work from home or remote work or the hybrid work models that are prominent in today's workplace and will always be in existence to some extent. We saw this shift start quickly in 2020 and 2021 during the pandemic. Some companies are still maintaining their remote work policy. Others have moved to a more hybrid model where employees spend some time working from home and some time in the office. There are pros and cons for each working style, and you probably have your own personal choice as to what you prefer. But at the end of the day, for leaders, whether you like work from home or remote work, or whether you don't like it at all, it is something that you will have to manage and you will have to work out how to lead in that environment. And of course, this calls upon a specific set of skills in order to do that well. And that is something we will go into in this episode. 
The third shift is the generational shift. So the baby boomer generation, they are decreasing in the workplace as many of them move on to retirement. Millennials, those are people born from 1981 to 1996, they are taking over and they currently make up for the largest generation in the workforce and they are set to make up for 75% of the working population by 2025. That is from a report from PricewaterhouseCoopers. The next big generation in the workplace is Generation Z. They are people born from 1997 to 2012. So these are the people who would be entering the workforce for the first time at about the age of 18 up until about 26 years old. So these are the three generations that are currently in the workplace, baby boomers, millennials, and Generation Z. And they all have very different preferences and working styles. Millennials, they particularly value freedom and independence. They like collaboration. They like to receive feedback. They value authenticity and transparency. Generation Z are very similar in all of those areas, but on top of that, they are extremely tech savvy. Many people in Gen Z, they dislike the top-down hierarchical style of leadership that baby boomers and even millennials to some extent grew up with. And just a side note here, I am talking from the perspective of a Western business culture. Uh, This doesn't always hold true for many other countries and cultures around the world where the hierarchical style of leadership is more favored. Because of these three shifts, we as leaders, we need to think about how we fit into this mix. What is required of us in this new environment? What skills do we need to develop or to refine so we can lead well? And that is what we're going to talk about in this episode. I'm going to share with you six different skills or qualities that will be important to deal with these three main shifts that we just spoke about. So the economic environment shift, the work from home, remote work and hybrid work model shift, and the generational shift. So we're going to talk about the leadership qualities and skills that are important for you to develop so you can successfully lead amongst these shifts that are happening in the world of work. And the first quality is collaborative communication. So this is a communication style that is inclusive, it is flexible, and it is open-minded, as opposed to authoritative, rigid, and commanding. An example of using collaborative communication in meetings is you would use terms such as let's, how about we, or tell me what you think. You're basically bringing people into the decision. You're bringing people into the conversation. You are emphasizing the we as opposed to the I for the leader. You are making decisions as a team, as a collaborative team, rather than as the leader making the decision and telling or ordering the rest of the team to do what they want them to do. You would also ask open-ended questions to encourage people to contribute. So rather than the leader, like I mentioned before, telling the team what everyone has to do, they would actually use open-ended questions to encourage each person to contribute, to give them their suggestions, to share their thoughts and opinions as well. 
And when you are using collaborative communication, it's really important that you listen more than you speak. This gives people a chance to contribute because you're actually giving them the space so they can contribute. But it also shows the team that you care about their opinions, you care about their ideas, and basically you want to know what they think. You can also use collaborative communication when you delegate. Uh, And for this, I would recommend you don't micromanage. You basically give people the freedom to find their own path when you delegate a task to them. You are present, of course, if they have any questions, if they need help in any area, you are present, but you don't micromanage them. If you're leading someone who needs more help, maybe they are new to the job, they're entry level in your team, then Using collaborative communication, you would give them the clear explanation as to what you need them to do and also how they should complete that task. But once you've done that, you give them the freedom to complete that task on their own. And like I mentioned before, you are, of course, present in case they need your help. Maybe in that case, you're a bit more present than with other employees, but you do give them the freedom to find their own way. So collaborative communication is all about creating an equal discussion platform so people feel comfortable and confident to share their thoughts and opinions and ideas. And because of this, psychological safety is really important to develop and to establish within your team. You're probably familiar with the term psychological safety. It has been talked about many times in online publications and various articles. But when you are talking about collaborative communication, it is extremely important to make sure that it is evident and implemented in your team. Now, when it comes to the three main shifts that we're seeing, so collaborative communication is very helpful in remote work spaces because this type of communication allows everyone to feel that they are being recognized, that their ideas are being considered, even though they are not face-to-face with you or with other people in their team. It is also helpful with millennials because, I mentioned before, they value workplaces that are collaborative. They value freedom. They value independence and authenticity and transparency as well. And collaborative communication within a team does help to promote all of those things. So start to think of how you can use and demonstrate collaborative communication within your team. Will you use more we-focused language rather than I? Will you use terms such as let's, how about we, or invite people to contribute their suggestions and ideas? How will you start to demonstrate collaborative communication in your team? The second quality is to be tech savvy. And this is really important because as I mentioned before, Generation Z are extremely tech savvy. And you as a leader do need to understand a lot about technology in order to lead and to manage that group of people, but also to survive in your current work environment. Now, I know a lot of people can be scared of technology. I don't want you to be scared of technology. I don't want you to let it restrict your way of working or think that it does restrict your way of working because it does change some things about the way you work. The reality is because of work from home, remote work, a lot of communication and interactions are done online now, and they have been done online for the past few years or couple of years at least using technology like Slack, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Docs, and other various software helps you get the work done. 
And when it comes to learning and development, a lot of you may have migrated to online learning, uh, doing video courses online, doing cohort learning, and synchronized learning as well. So these shifts in the way we work and also the way we learn, they require us to cultivate and demonstrate new skills. They require us to cultivate and demonstrate technological skills. This doesn't mean you have to be the most savvy tech expert out there. All of this software is made easy to understand for the layman. All you need is an open mind to learn and to acquire these skills, plus the ability to ask if you don't understand something. So think about whether you currently are open-minded when it comes to new technology. We have recently seen chat GPT come into existence in November, end of 2022. Are you open-minded toward that? Or do you not want to know what it's about. So start to ask yourself how you currently adopt new technological trends because these changes are happening around you. There is nothing you can do about the advancement of technology, but what you can do is approach it with an open mind and adopt these technologies, these trends that are coming in and try to incorporate it in the way you lead. The third leadership quality is authenticity. This is important because millennials and Generation Z, they highly value authenticity. They want relationships to be transparent. This is both their work relationships and obviously their personal relationships as well. And when it comes to leaders or people they work with, they want to know who you genuinely are. They want to know what drives you. They want to know what you care about. Now, a lot of you listening might be scared of being more authentic with people in your team, and I completely understand that. On social media, we see people being extremely authentic to an extreme, sharing everything about their personal and professional life as well, all their thoughts and emotions and feelings. You don't need to go that far. You can still be authentic and you can still maintain a certain professional barrier with people in your team. And as a leader, I do believe that is really important. All you need is to be authentic enough with the people in your team so they can connect better with you. And this will help you develop a great reputation as a leader. So how do you go about being authentic without completely dropping your professional barrier? Well, you can share your ideas and thoughts more freely in meetings or just in general conversations with people in your team. You can share stories of struggles you have had in your professional career. You can share stories of failures that you've had but you have overcome. These types of things really help to make you appear to be more human. And above all, do what you say. When you do what you say, you make a promise, you keep that promise. This helps you appear to be more honest and transparent and authentic as well. These ideas will help you develop a stronger connection with your team, with your co-workers as well, which will lead you to have more impact in the company, and help you to become recognized as somebody with leadership potential. The fourth quality is to be praise-focused. This is where you acknowledge and recognize the contribution and the achievements of others in your team and also your co-workers as well. Basically, it shows when you can praise other people, it shows that you are not afraid to let go of your ego and you have the ability to praise the valuable contribution that other people make. 
This shows you are a leader who is not narcissistic. You recognize that you are part of a team and you recognize that your success is the team's success. So you're not afraid to praise people when they deserve it. And believe me, the millennials and Gen Z As I mentioned before, they are very feedback focused. They like feedback. Despite what you might tell yourself, you might be afraid to give feedback, especially if it's negative feedback or constructive feedback. But millennials and Gen Z, they highly value feedback. And if you are a leader who does not give them feedback, they will not rate you as a good leader. They probably won't give you good feedback in your 360 degree evaluations if you conduct them. So here are some practical ways you can get started to be praise focused. You can thank people when they contribute an idea. You can congratulate people when they complete a task well done. You can celebrate notable achievements for people in your team. If you do these things and on a regular basis, it will definitely win you points in your leadership journey and it will definitely help you to become a more praise-focused leader. The fifth quality is to be feedback-centered and this is where you place central focus on giving and receiving feedback from other people because you understand that in order to build a transparent and an authentic work environment, feedback needs to be honest and it needs to be a constant focus. You also understand that millennials value continuous feedback, like I mentioned before. So it's an essential skill that you need to develop in leadership. Whether it is positive or negative feedback, if you develop this skill of giving and receiving feedback, it will make you shine as a leader or as somebody who should be promoted into leadership. Negative feedback is something leaders don't shy away from, no matter how tempting it is to not give people negative feedback. You might back away from it. You might not have enough courage to do it, but leaders don't shy away from this. They know how to give negative feedback. They know that when they're giving that negative or constructive feedback, they shouldn't sugarcoat things meaning they shouldn't give one piece of positive feedback and then one piece of negative feedback, then one piece of positive feedback. They know that that is not the right way to go about giving negative feedback. They know that when they have given the negative feedback, they need to move the discussion onto how that person can improve. And they also know they need to create a follow-up plan. This sequence of giving negative feedback is something I talk about in one of my YouTube videos, how to give negative feedback without people hating you, which I will put in the show notes so you can watch it later on on YouTube. The sixth leadership skill that you will need this year is something I have not talked about a lot on this podcast or on my YouTube channel either, and that is coaching, to be coaching-centered. So coaching is a specific style of leadership. It's a style of communication and interaction with people in your team where you take an individualized approach to growing your team members. So you recognize and cultivate the talents of each team member. You show how their individual contributions contribute to the larger goal. Basically, you act like a coach, much like a basketball coach or some kind of sports coach would act with the people in their team. And the benefit of coaching style leadership is that it builds an incredible amount of trust between you 
and your team members, which feeds into the authenticity collaborative communication loop that we've already talked about in this episode. And in this changing business environment, like we discussed at the beginning of this episode, trust and support is something your team need. They need to know that you are there for them, that you are supporting them, that you are driving them onto the right path. You need to play this strength And it's not with a top-down command style approach to leadership that you will be able to achieve that. So how can you be more coaching-centered in your leadership? Well, recognizing people's contributions is a great way to do that. Celebrating their achievements is a really good way to do that as well. Making sure that you are available for questions and concerns and guiding people through the struggles that they face, that is a fantastic way to employ and to use coaching style of leadership. It is basically about working with your team, helping them grow, helping them develop. And it's also about taking responsibility for them and for their performance, because at the end of the day, you know that their success is your success as a leader. We've gone through a ton of information in this episode. As you know, my purpose with this podcast and also my YouTube channel is to help prepare you as best I can for leadership. And in doing that, I can't ignore what is going on in the current business and work and economic environment around us. They're all connected and they all do impact you as a leader. And they all do require you to adapt and to grow and to develop in your leadership journey and your leadership style as well. So I hope this episode gave you some valuable information and ideas to work with so you can succeed this year amongst all of these shifts that are happening. Thank you so much for the time you spent listening. Thank you for downloading this episode. The download numbers for this podcast have really been increasing the last couple of months or few months, and that's really because of you. So thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. I will keep producing quality content for you in the coming months for this podcast. Be sure in the meantime to check out my YouTube channel to get more regular advice. I publish videos there every week on YouTube. And it's also a great place for you to comment, to ask questions, or maybe submit suggestions for future YouTube videos or podcast episodes as well. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next month. hope you enjoyed this episode of the leadership pod thank you so much for listening if you did find some useful tips in this episode then please leave a review on apple Podcasts. don't forget to check out my youtube channel where you'll find videos to help you advance as an emerging leader and i would love to hear from you via social media you can find me on linkedin instagram tiktok and facebook the links are on my website take care and thanks again for listening